0: Welcome to another episode of I think we're calling it We Watch the Watchmen, uh, where the comics oh, that's crawls... lame. No, lame. why is that? I lame? Like it. <laughs> Thank you. Jess. I like
1: my my title was We Do a Watchmen Review because the question is Who watches the Watchmen?
0: <laughs> my own wife shot down. Uh, as you can tell, this week uh, I am joined by Kale again, but also Jess who has been Ooh. who has joined us a few times on the comics pals uh thank you so much for coming back for this. I'm really excited to mm-hmm. have you on board. Can you sort of real quick talk to us about your familiarity with Watchmen like we all have some, you know, origin story with how we encounter yeah. it. So
1: you've told you told me before that Watchmen's your favorite movie.
2: Have I? <laughs>
1: well, and and that Dr. Well, and that this episode was a particular highlight for you because we actually get to see Dr. Manhattan's big blue, big blue
0: penis. Is that right? You are
2: putting words in my mouth right now. Um, my, I, f- I don't feel like I have as much of an origin story with Watchmen. Um, and honestly, this is why I'm so interested in the TV show, because I didn't expect to come to it. And like it, Mm. I was kind of like, oh, watch it just because, because, you know, I'm, I'm so familiar with Watchmen. Um, I also teach a comic course, so I obviously use Watchmen as a prime example because that's what everybody does. (sighs) Um, So it, you know, I think the TV show actually makes me appreciate the comic again, because I feel like it's been a number of years that I just don't care about it anymore
0: yeah i I'm right there with you actually. This show has rejuvenated my interest in the book um and uh it's making me wanna go back and read it. I don't know about you guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so definitely let's let's uh let's jump right in because episode one was was cool and it introduced us to the world and these characters but episode two i feel really just kind of raised the the game and uh, oh it amped it up yeah yeah absolutely so because we didn't get your your take on episode one Jess do you kind of want to give us like a brief your brief feelings on the first one leading into this one
2: sure um so yeah like I said I wasn't expecting to like it and I just said oh if Kale's watching it then I'll watch it too I don't think I'm gonna carry on but then the first episode blew me away and I was like, "Oh okay and it's not it's not just the story because I'm not super into like hyper violent things like that um but the the comic nature of the t v show really grips me, so like the angles that they use the the framing the different shots that they use, which looks like inset panels mm-hmm. the the little homages to the comic. Um, just really, really got me hooked on it. And I I want to see more, and I want to see more of this world. Um, because I also, I think in the same way that Watchmen was appropriate for the time that it came out, I feel like the TV show is entirely appropriate for political context today. Yeah. And I I almost get the feeling that we have to have this longer gap because now it's relevant for today. And I, I don't want to say that the TV show is as a new way of telling the same story, but I think it adds a whole extra layer to that world.
0: A modern layer.
2: Hmm. Yep. Definitely.
0: Absolutely agreed. And I'm glad that, and we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of this in the, in the, when we jump into the episode review, but I'm glad that it, it, Keeps the Watchmen feel mm-hmm. like you said, but it also is going in its own direction, um, and and I, I'm just loving it so far. So we we jump mm-hmm. we jump right in with a with a flashback to Germany during mm-hmm. uh, during World War II times, World War One, World, World War I. and yes. um, it's it, there. There's a letter that's that's been written, and it's like a it's a propaganda piece targeting black. Americans who are are taking part in the war effort. Like, why would you, Mm -hmm. you know, why would you come for Germany? You guys are treated poorly over there. Why don't you uh, switch sides? Mm -hmm. And, And you know what? I get it. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, convinced <laughs> that, that that probably
1: should have worked. <laughs>
2: well, I I haven't had too much time to look into this because we just watched the episode. But have either of you guys managed to research whether that? Yeah, that happened.
0: Yeah, that did happen. Yes.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, and and I knew that I I watched this episode yesterday, so I'd been spoiled a little bit just about like that part because there was an mm-hmm. article that I saw that mentioned how that was a real thing. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. that's amazing. That's so fascinating, and mm-hmm. I, I wish I knew more about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's it is important to note that uh, World War One Germans weren't Nazis. No, they were Germans. Yes, you know that that was their
0: affiliation in the war was Germany, not Nazi Germany.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we see uh, one of the characters from. Uh, last week's episode, the father who uh, saved his son—you know—put his son in the mm-hmm. in the car uh, during the um, the White Night, or not the White Night, uh, the the bombing of Black Wall Street, I believe it was called mm-hmm. um, the ra- the Tulsa race riots. Yeah, man. yeah. And he's he's the receiver, the recipient of this propaganda piece, and then we see his son actually—it's uh, passed down to him, and that's a really important detail uh to keep in mind going forward i love the way that this show is kind of showcasing the generational issue of of race racism by including yes. you know these these characters and showing us the history there um mm-hmm. i i just think it's i just think it's brilliant how that's being done mm-hmm. and and speaking to what we were talking about a little bit before uh one of the things that's so important in watchmen is the flashbacks and this yes. show is carrying that tradition over, which I love as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we we move forward. The episode does not waste too much time in getting into the follow up from last week. We saw Judd was hung, right? And the old oh Nash, yeah, <laughs> Nash. <laughs> we got some pretty interesting revelations with him in this episode too, huh? I'm, yes, I'm. Uh, th- that'll probably be the last time I make that joke. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I I don't get this reference, Nash. So Nash.
1: So uh, Judd,
2: yeah. the
1: captain, is played by Don Johnson. In the '90s, he was part of uh, a, uh Correct me if I'm wrong, Sean. A pretty popular oh, yeah. uh, police procedural called uh, called Nash Bridges.
2: Oh. Uh, and he was on okay. with um,
1: what's that guy's name? Uh, he's uh, Cheech. Uh, yes. Cheech and Chong. Yes. And he was his uh, his wisecracking partner, and man, that show! (laughs) He wore these bright colored suits that were just oh, it was so good.
2: Oh, okay, because you kept saying Nash a few times when he appeared on screen, and I was like, I don't know who that is, but I thought I'd leave it for for another moment. This is that moment.
0: Well, if you guys want to hear more of Kale and Jess learn things from each other, you can listen to their podcast, Gone Global. Where is the oh, Thank uh, you.
1: Yeah, absolutely, of course. We should have a Nash Bridges episode. <laughs> Whoa, we have a police,
2: oh no, a Sean, what a visual episode. Oh, actually, that would be pretty good. All
0: right. There you go. Dang. <laughs> uh so we we do see uh, his hung body, and there's the the, the man, the old uh, black dude in the wheelchair, is is there, and this is, you know, a shocking moment. Um I love Sister Knight. And mm-hmm. how she handles this whole situation. Mm-hmm. She's obviously very distressed, right? This is her mentor. This is her, you know, her friend, her confidant, whatever. And he's dead, but she still has a mission, and she stuck to the mission. I I love that. Mm.
1: It's always it's always really interesting to to me to see people in that uh, superhero position to like have that moment where they just fucking lose it. Um, and then they they stop, they take a breath, and then they carry on, yeah,
2: well, and her reaction was really, really interesting that you know she she obviously has this subconscious feeling about this man the the guy in the wheelchair, which we'll get to later, mm-hmm. I assume, mm-hmm. but she doesn't instantly just shoot him when she sees him under the body of her friend, like she takes him, she takes his wheelchair, she she treats him decently. Yeah. Like, she doesn't beat the crap out of him and she just locks him up for a bit and makes him a coffee so she can get DNA. But, like, you know, she is this... In the previous episode, we saw her absolutely beating the crap out of people. And I think, yeah, it's this that... This episode. It's... Well, yeah. <laughs> but that reaction to him and in that moment when you would expect somebody... To go off the rails. She doesn't. She saves that for a little bit later.
1: Yeah. Do you think if this had been any of the other, I don't know, detective characters that we've met so far,
0: that they would be as generous? No. I think that LG might have. Because. Yeah, I don't know if it would be generous as. Right. That that term, but
1: I, I think I agree.
0: I, I I don't know if I would use the word generous in terms of what Sister yeah. Knight did here. I think it was more she knew that she needed this guy. Because he's mm-hmm. there yeah. at the scene and he clearly knows something. So she had mm-hmm. to do whatever she could do to get this info out of him. Um, mm-hmm. And he clearly wanted to play ball, right? It just she had to yeah. put some work in. Um, and then we learned that his name is Will. And... Mm-hmm. He says that Judd has some some, uh, some secrets, some skeletons in his closet, which speaks to something that we talked about last week. It turns out Ooh. Kale was right.
2: I said, "Oh, I did said, you predict it?" Oh. I did. I said,
1: "I said, you know, this whole show plays on the duality of uh, our expectations,
3: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and
1: you know, specifically when we, uh, in reference to the film that the little kid will." Watches at the beginning of the episode, yes. how the the black vigilante is chasing, you know, vigilante. He, he is a lawman, uh, but you know he's chasing the the person who's believed to be the sheriff, who's an all white, and we're supposed to believe is the good guy. Yes, and turns out that's that's yeah. where we're at. <laughs> yeah. So I so I said, uh, you know, I bet I bet we see uh, Don Johnson come back in some form or fashion whether he's not dead whether mm-hmm. you know he uh uh comes back as something else or yeah but i you know i said i bet we see our expectations with him as a hero subverted
2: yeah yeah and i i definitely think you could see it coming but you couldn't see exactly what was going to happen mm, right. like i wouldn't i wouldn't have gone straight to what was in his literal closet which I thought it was quite funny, and he was, and and the old guy's like, "What do you mean in his closet?" I wasn't talking about literally. And she was like, "Well, I literally went in his closet." And he was like, "Oh, okay."
0: And 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 again, uh, to Sister Knight's journey, she takes several steps to get to the point where she can learn more information. Uh, Jess referenced the cup, you know, the cup of coffee that she used for the DNA uh, to go into the the the. I don't even know how to describe that. Like, the Museum of Black History, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Something like that. And uh, they had this mechanism where you could find out your ancestry. It was... That was a really cool sequence. I really enjoyed that. But again, she's calculated all the way through. I think when she goes to the, the house, uh, Judd's house, that she deliberately, quote-unquote, passed out. That was the implication yeah. that I got. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, just playing on people's emotions, you know, using that Mm -hmm. against them to get what she needs Mm -hmm. to get. I love... She's almost like a Rorschach in a way, in the way that he would kind of do whatever was necessary. Um, But she's got a... I don't want to use the word softer, but it's almost like more controlled than him.
2: Yeah, I think it's more calculated. I think control is the key aspect of it, though.
0: I I guess I I don't
1: necessarily... Some of the things that have been said like the dialogue from various characters in the show I've very much reminded me of Rorschach I, I don't know if I would necessarily call her that character even even in her calculations it makes me wonder if like I, I would make the comparison to like Night Owl
2: mm.
1: like when he's in his prime
2: yeah but but don't you think that that's kind of the point of the show is that there's the gang who are Rorschach's, but the police force have basically become that kind of mentality, anyway.
1: Yes and no. Uh, I mean, I, I, th- I think the thing about Rorschach, especially if you're taking it from, you know, if you're look, if you're including the the graphic novel in this, Rorschach is one person,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and he had a very specific mission, and he uh had a very specific mindset and a way of talking and thinking mm-hmm. um so so for instance uh, uh l g s uh dialogue when he's describing um uh Jud's injuries and and the way he struggled and stuff that reminded me a lot more of Rorschach mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. anything Sister Knight did mm. but Night owl. Worked very closely with Rorschach. I believe they were even partners for a time mm-hmm. in in the graphic novel. Yeah. My point is, I, I, I think, I think the comparison to Rorschach isn't in it isn't uh, unapt. But I, I think, you know, there is a better one to be made that maybe we haven't quite
2: seen gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because there's a reason Night Owl was a superhero, you know?
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, <clears throat> um, that definitely remains to be seen. Uh but I, I, you know, again, I really loved the way that she approached un unearthing this information. And then, you know, her story takes a big turn when she finds that in the closet of Judd is is this, you know, this KKK get up a, a, a full clan robe yeah <laughs> hood and all
2: with a police badge on it
0: yeah which it may immediately made me think about the real world and how there there have been and probably still are uh police officers who are closet <laughs> kkk members mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's a very dark thought
2: yeah and i i think that's completely deliberate for uh our times. Mm. Um can we can we get back to the to the museum scene yeah. on that kind of level? I I found it really interesting this this kind of conversation about race that they have this museum and they're like, oh if you have the DNA of people who were in this riot then you can get compensation and blah blah blah. um And the signs outside of people protesting of the white supremacists saying you got an apology What else do you want? Now you want handouts or something. Um, Again, very, very Rorschach with the signposts and everything. Um, But I find it interesting that in this world that is Nixon stayed president and, you know, that we don't have the same... The same issues with race, but they are still there in the, in a different way. Like, in that world, reparations were made. Mm. And there's a museum about it, but it's even more extreme.
0: Yeah, and I think that the reason why it's so effective, too, is because they based it around one, one particular space in mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. It's based on one event that took place that in our real world is you know kind of not that big of a deal anymore it's not something that we really talk about these these tulsa uh riots um but here in this world they made that a like a microcosm of, of all race issues and so mm-hmm. when when will says that there's a grand conspiracy going on in tulsa uh, i believe it because mm-hmm. and it also makes me question severely what the rest of the world looks like
3: mm-hmm.
0: because the red for yes. appears to be yes. a specifically tulsa thing so what's happening in new york you know what's happening elsewhere mm-hmm. um and i think that that's going to tie in as well to what we learned about judd quite frankly because judd being the police chief in tulsa who is you know working closely with a lot of you know my different minorities black people we've seen mm-hmm. it being a closeted KKK member, mm-hmm. who put him in charge? You know? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and you you also wonder, we talked about the Generations question, you wonder who his ancestors were.
1: Sure. Well, I can answer that. Ooh. So, uh, Polygon put out an article that revealed that HBO has made supplemental reading material uh, for this show. Uh, it's, it's a... A website. It's something called like uh, uh, HBO dot com slash PDpedia or something. Yeah, and I, I, my assumption is that with each episode, they're going to lay out some different material that mm-hmm. will add mm-hmm. to your understanding of the show. Um, so for this episode, they provided a uh, um, an obituary
3: mm-hmm. for
1: uh, for Judd. Okay. And um, it says in it that he is a uh, multi-generational police chief. Um, his f- his great-grandfather was a renowned cowboy marshal of Oklahoma's pre-statehood years. His grandfather uh, had a storied half-century career in the sheriff's department, and his father was a highway patrol officer until 1994 and he uh he also has an uncle that works in the south and on the east coast
2: so yeah there we go and that's it i bet it's gonna turn out that one of his ancestors kill will's family
0: right yeah i could definitely see that um and and I, i bet
1: it was that guy that they had the the still frame on yep. uh, in that first episode. That uh, remember, Sean, you remarked that he uh, the way it shot it made it look yeah very super heroic.
2: Right. Yep. 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 And I, and I just want to I I will keep coming back to form and kind of multimedia stuff here because that's what I do and that's yeah, what absolutely. I study. But it's really noticeable that they have this extra content that is exactly like the graphic novel, that yeah. you have the pages between the chapters of diary pages and yeah. photos and extra information that isn't necessarily the story, mm. but it's, it's extra stuff that gives you understanding of it. Mm. And I think that this is a really smart choice by HBO to kind of keep that original style choice mm. to give mm. you extra things that you don't necessarily have to read, but mm-hmm. they are extra information. Because even in the graphic novel, you don't have to read them they're often long text heavy documents that you just skip through and the same kind of thing here but even like the shots again you just said it's very superhero-y it is and it the narration style is comic booky it's not like i feel like we've got had two episodes where they've given us a lot like Mm. we can make guesses we can know what's coming which is not standard of TV these days. They make you wait like eight episodes before you get any payoff of little hints that have been dropped. But the way you read a comics page, and again, this is me being an academic here, but you can travel through time because you flick through pages and you can read a full page in before reading each panel. Yeah. And it's that, it's that kind of feeling that they're giving you these moments without making you wait the whole mm-hmm. series for them and I think that's super different. It's the
0: it's the reveal on the page turn.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, exactly.
0: And even even sticking with that, it's like every issue of a comic book needs to hook you from the front and the back end. Yes. And this exactly. show is 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 definitely following that spirit and to your point, when they showed the hooded justice sequence, I very much felt the comic book, you know? Oh, yes. Um that was brilliantly done, I thought.
2: Well, did you even see like the slow mo of blood Splash? Yes, yes, exactly what you would see in a comic. Mm-hmm. Oh, and
0: it's exactly what you'd see in Watchmen. Yes, yeah, I, I, I was reminded of the movie, big time mm-hmm, as yeah. well. Um, and I'd also like to point out that uh, Doomsday Clock does a very similar thing with the extra material in the back mm-hmm. matter. Um, so I, I love the fact that everyone who's working on Watchmen right now really gets it or seems to yes. get it. Yeah. Um, but. Moving forward, I did want to make mention of something that stuck with me, uh, and I couldn't I couldn't get it out of my head, which is that we do see the sequence um in which Angela is, is shot, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Judd is not the one who shot her.
2: Mm.
1: I well, I wonder if she's the one if he's the one that stabbed that she stabbed. Hmm. Uh, yeah the way the
2: angle is Yeah, I couldn't uh, our screen was super dark
1: so I couldn't tell which side she got him but when they're in the hospital just after he's got his arm bandaged just up up by the shoulder
0: I thought it was really interesting how well first of all you know the immediate question is how does she live right Um, Mm because she got shot and then the gunman is standing over her but I thought it was interesting how when she blacks out there's this gunman over her and when she wakes up the first person there's Judd over yeah. her in a similar yeah. way. So uh, it really made me think that if he didn't shoot her, he was at least involved. So I mm-hmm. suspect we'll see more of that a little later. Um, but then the big action set piece of this episode was after we learned Judd's dead and, you know, the cops and specifically the, the the masked. I don't even know what we're calling these people. Sister Knight, LG, and the other guy whose name I can never recall. The Red Scare. There you go. The Red Scare. Yes,
2: that's
0: it. Yeah, they decide that they're gonna go to was it Nixonville, <laughs> Nixonville. <laughs> to Nixonville, and stir shit up. And uh, it was a it was a it was a huge fight, and I loved Sister Knight's reluctance to get involved in it. But mm-hmm. then once she's forced into it, she lets everything that was that was raging inside of her loose.
1: Did you see that? Um... Richard Meyer captured every every instance of black on white violence in this and called it like Watchmen's Ra- racial violence safari or what something. What? The- <laughs> what a fucking idiot!
2: <laughs> why? Yeah, why even? Bring that up. Like, stop talking about him. Jeez.
1: I just saw it. I mean, yeah. we're not, we're not going to use it for SEO. We're not the long bucks. We don't do that. Oh, God. <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, no, but I, I, really, I really loved this scene. And it also showcases how much control Judd really had. Because this is obviously something he would not have signed off on. And the fact that this is what happens, the fact that no one knows who's leading the cops at this point, and they're just now just being reckless, mm-hmm. it, it makes me wonder how bad things are really going to get. Because as we were... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jess.
2: No, 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 no. I was just agreeing. Um,
0: as, as we, we talked about this in the first episode, but the cops were so restrained. Uh, you know, in the, the earlier scene, we see the black cop, he can't even get his gun. That's how under wraps they are and right before judd died if i recall correctly in the first episode they made it that the the restrictions were were removed right mm-hmm. so now the cops don't have the same restrictions that they had before but the person who was keeping them in check is gone so what's going to happen here yeah
2: hmm.
1: well yeah there is there is that element of the the guy between the cops and Judd, who who actually has his finger on the button, Panda, the Panda, yeah, yeah he was in a Panda <laughs> helmet or whatever. Yeah, but it, it, if I recall correctly, uh, he had a a box that uh, visually reminded me of the um the the suitcase with like the the nuclear war codes that the uh, the president handcuffs to himself. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal in Watchmen, and they make a big deal of uh, Nixon having it. So I wonder if that. I guess I just wonder where that guy is, and yeah. where he'll be in the you know in the mm-hmm. coming episodes.
0: Let's let's pivot and talk about Ozymandias because his story has really been weird over the last two episodes, and of all the things that I would have imagined would happen with him. Uh, Post Watchmen, I didn't. I didn't picture this. Now, mm,
2: do are, are you sure it's him? Yes. Okay.
1: I mean, as sure as we can be. Yeah, like I
2: feel like they're gonna twist this.
1: We've got you know, we've got the press releases, we have the character IMDb sheets. Like, I mean, yeah, we're, we're as sure as we possibly can yeah. be without them yeah. twisting it. Yeah.
0: Well, the uh, the PDPedia materials suggest that uh Adrian Veidt, who is who is uh who is uh dies, he's been out of the public eye for a, a really long time.
2: There was a there was a newspaper headline too that we see that says he's died.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So and so my thought process through watching the episode was okay, these are not real people. Uh these are robots and I think that was pretty much confirmed in, in, mm-hmm. in the episode because we, we see that they're, they're, they're like clones, basically.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, at the very least, they're clones. Mm-hmm. And...
0: Which speaks to some kind of technology that he has access to that the mm-hmm. rest of us don't, which is pretty incredible. But the fact that he's using clones tells us that he, he very much intends to remain undiscovered. He doesn't want people mm-hmm. to know that he's still around. Why? Yep. For now.
2: Yep. Well, the the trailer for the rest of the season makes it seem like he's got something big planned again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Doomsday Clock did the same thing where he has another big scheme that he needs to play out and, you know, there are all these people involved. And I'm pretty confident that Tulsa has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not looking forward to that. Because I love the Tulsa stuff so much as an organic happening that it would really, I mean, it could be done beautifully and I'll completely change my Mm -hmm. mind. But on this side of it, I feel like that could uh, water down what so far has been an incredible build and an organic build just off of the original uh, Watchmen series and what happened there. I don't want that to be tampered with.
2: Yeah.
1: I, and I, I I kinda get the
0: feeling that we probably won't for a while.
1: Um just just because like stuff is so uh, the tension is so tight and everything is just so hot and now, you know, we're about to <laughs> We're about to chase Will off somewhere and I think I think there's a lot more to do before we get to that point
2: five to midnight still got a while to go yeah oh
1: i nice. think this
0: is episode two well we're
1: still eight to midnight at yeah. this point
0: yeah so i i guess i guess for me i just really want the focus to stick with sister Night and with you know the cops and and sort of their journey to uncovering this conspiracy, I would mm-hmm. really rather not have it be the case that Ozymandias just, you know, comes out of nowhere and is like, Hey guys, this is what I've been doing for 20 years. And here's Brings my his
2: nice tiger with him.
0: Babastus. Yeah. <laughs> Babastis, yeah. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like I, and like we were saying before, we like the homages, but it's its own thing. And, it, it feels like cheating to me to just make it the same story about Ozymandias again. Right.
1: But I also feel like at the same time, if that weren't the case, it wouldn't be Watchmen.
2: Uh, I I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see yeah. see what happens. I,
1: and I'm not I'm not saying that I you know if he he doesn't come out and make his his grand thing that it's, you know, it's not going to be Watchmen and, you know, mm-hmm. he just ar- arose, you know, by any other name, blah, blah, blah. But I I do think there will be something a lot deeper that, I mean, he's, pr- he's probably behind the whole conspiracy. Yeah. And it, you know,
0: Sister Knight will probably have, have to go a long way to, to figure it out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. And I guess as long as she's at the center of it, because this is, I think this is really her story. Uh, as long as she's the the centerpiece, that's that'll probably be okay. So mm-hmm. we'll see how they how they handle that. Um, I thought that the acting was really great in this episode across mm-hmm. the board. Yep, mm-hmm. we've talked about Regina King a lot, and she is doing a phenomenal job. I'd never seen her act before, so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know, you know, um, anything really. But she's been doing tremendously well. Um, and, and I just, I love the kid, uh, Topher.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, what's up with him? Last episode, I said that Topher was a girl. Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was too. I, I thought, I don't know how I got that misconstrued, but uh, definitely not a girl. Um, but I, I really just appreciated the way that that actor was able to bring to life this, what is not typical for a child this kind of mm-hmm. controlled rage
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh that's probably got to be really hard to do to act out as a kid, you know, even even an adult, but especially a kid.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was really well done. I I like that aspect too that we find out that it was her partner's kids.
0: Right, yes, yes.
2: I thought that that was that was a cool twist because we've already seen them as a family like apart from the oldest kid really there isn't the issues of my parents died and then i went to live with these people right like they're a normal family and then we find out afterwards and it's again this this hint dropping that you don't have to wait so long to find that out that was Mm.
1: do you think the so during the white the white
2: white knight yeah. it was white knight. Mm-hmm.
1: okay white knight uh the her husband wants to open a, a big box at midnight mm-hmm. do you think i i that coupled with her uh being shot in the stomach or whatever made me think that just based off previous media experience uh that was probably uh a pregnancy test or, like, a baby, mm, a baby yeah,
2: announcement. Yeah, yeah so, I thought that, too.
1: Oh, I never considered so, that. So I, I wonder if that was, like, the the rationale behind
3: mm-hmm.
0: adopting those kids. I mean, and she got shot, like, in the stomach, right? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, that's what we're... That makes a lot told. of sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That maybe it was doubly bad for her because she actually ended up losing her child. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the night she was about to tell. That's awful. Jeez. Uh that's a depressing thought.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but again, that that is that is the trope. Yeah. That's what usually happens in those yeah. situations.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this conversation sparked a thought in me that The actor who plays her husband, I I believe his name is Yahya Abdul-Mateen, something like that. Um, He played Black Manta in Aquaman. and his Yeah, yeah. He was great, Uh. actually. Um, His star is on the rise. And so I'm wondering if there's not going to be more for this character to do going forward. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because right now he's playing just kind of the doting husband. He's like... Mm there for her and there for the kids but he doesn't really have much of a, a role i'm wondering mm. if, if there's going to be more going on with him
2: yeah and and even though he's you know he's fairly he's fairly benign at the moment he's not doing very much i do like his character yeah and i like that he you know when she's about to go and take a call and she's like shoot anybody who drive who- drives up to the house and he's like yeah okay cool like he's very he's very accepting he goes along with her mm-hmm. and I think that that's a, also an interesting gender role reversal as well that mm. it's usually the wife that stays at home and says oh be safe and blah 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 like he he doesn't do that he's like I get what you need to do like please try and come home
0: and and in general I agree with that but then even doubly so. When you're talking about a black couple, because black uh-huh. men are so often portrayed as just being yep. off the handle, rageful, whatever, and to have him be, you know, willing, down for whatever, willing to do what's necessary, mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. a good, calm family man, I love to see that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah,
1: I'm looking on IMDb. He is third on the call sheet. There you go. Yeah, he's higher than Nash Bridges.
2: Well, Nash Bridges go. Killed off in the first episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell Kale that. He can't handle it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know my life is to torture him.
0: (laughs) That I do know. (laughs) So, a little bit of speculation time. Let's have a little fun before we close out. I think that something is going to happen that involves Dr. Manhattan portraying a human being. The reason why I think that... uh, Perfect. I'm glad you, you picked up on it as well. I'll say it for the people listening. Uh, during the, th- There's two instances where the idea of Dr. Manhattan living among us as a human person is brought up during the episode. One
2: mm-hmm. of them
0: is when Will is talking to Angela and he says, you know, oh, uh, uh, what if I'm Dr. Manhattan? You don't know. And she's like, no, he can't do that. And then I feel that that was brought up again, but I can't remember. I thought that. I, I, I yeah.
1: I, I think it was between um, she and her
0: husband. There you go.
2: Yeah. I wonder if the husband might be oh, Dr. Manhattan.
0: Oh, man. That would be a twist.
2: Well, they couldn't have kids anyway.
1: He's got a great big radioactive blue dick.
2: <laughs> As Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> but but this, this. You can't just turn it off. <laughs> this. This exact thing we've just been talking about makes me think, you know, his sort of thing is to to watch what's going on right. and to not really participate. That could fit that, and it could also centralize her role as well because that's her husband.
0: Mm. I also wonder. I mean, you're you're right because this is this is something that, like like it's mentioned in the episode, this is a grand conspiracy. I can't even be- begin to tell you, you know, what's going on here. That's something so potentially monumental to be happening in the United States that it's possible that Dr. Manhattan would want to observe it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. specifically mentioned that he can create copies of himself. So what if
2: mm-hmm.
0: he is on on Mars, you know, but he's also here?
2: And he can, he can see the future, right?
0: Yes. And the past.
2: And- yeah. So if if like you're saying this is a big moment in history that something big is about to happen yeah he would want to observe that i assume
0: yeah absolutely
2: and also this is this is a, a very woman very uh shallow perspective but have you seen that guy's body <laughs> like he is good looking shall we say
0: <laughs> wait wait which which guy the husband oh yeah 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 that's like, right. He
2: could very easily be Dr. Manhattan. Just saying.
0: Well, no, if his dick's blue. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm a, I, it's a color, but it ain't blue. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't blue. Uh, so, the biggest revelation of the episode is, I think, anyway, is, well, maybe not. Your mileage value, <laughs> But Will is Angela's uh, grandfather.
2: Yes. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's. Yeah. That's a, a decent size revelation. Yeah. What did you
0: think I was referring to? The thing after that. Oh. Oh. The ending. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that was pretty easy to guess. Mm-hmm. I think we, Kale, we might have had a discussion similar, like that. May they might have been related, or something was going on there. I think. I think I
1: probably.
0: I think I did guess that he was that kid. Is that confirmed? Because I was going to go there with the speculation. Is he that kid?
1: Yes. Okay. I, I think the implication is that he is because he has that that note, the propaganda.
2: He has paper. the note, his name is Will, and the, the theater, which is, I assume, his father's name is William something. Right. Um, And then the DNA test confirms that he was in those riots.
0: Okay. And, okay. Okay, yeah. So then they, just going
1: off the paper.
0: <laughs> but then who's the child that Will finds? I the
1: the test did mention that there are other people that he's related to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we've seen that yet.
2: Yeah, and it, it just says because if you if you know any of these people, say the names and we can confirm the relationship. Right. They they couldn't just give out whole family members,
0: right? Okay, yeah. Uh, I think I, it's clear that that's something that they're going to drip feed us a little bit more over mm-hmm. these next few episodes. I I'm wondering though what the payoff could possibly be, um, how big that could end up being. I'm I'm just
1: not sure. I still I still wonder if he's Hooded Justice. Hooded Justice is white. Yeah, we think.
2: No, we saw it. His... Yeah,
1: we... no, we saw a reenactment from the show. Oh, that's a great uh, yeah. point. Yeah, and and the yeah. the beginning of that specifically says, "I wanted you to think I was a a circus strongman
3: mm-hmm.
0: because I wasn't ready to reveal that, and I don't think you were ready to mm. for that to be mm. revealed." You know what? Yeah, and when and when that scene started and they showed Hood of Justice. In my mind, I was like, okay, I know in the comics that of Justice is white, but it would make so much more sense on this show if he wasn't white, if he was yeah, black,
2: definitely.
1: Especially, and for me, the 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 real tell is the the noose,
0: like that that just right. makes sense. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah. that's gonna be really interesting uh, going forward. My last bit of speculation, and then you guys, you know, feel free. Was that I think in the next episode. We see that there's this um, FBI agent who's about to get involved. I think she's an FBI agent. Um,
2: Did you hear her name?
0: I didn't hear her name. It's Lori Blake. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I think that's Lori. Okay. Spectre, my man. Yes. Yes. Awesome. She was my favorite character from Watchmen. So I'm actually really excited for her to jump into the fray here. That's so cool. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah,
2: I'm really excited for that.
0: Mm. Whoa! I didn't realize. I, also, I like
2: that actress, but we've only seen her high for the last season of Legion. So
0: yeah. So yeah. I, I
2: kind of am excited to see her act again.
0: Cool. Yeah. That. Oh, uh, I've I've read that episode three is absolutely mind blowing. So I'm really excited to see what.
2: Wow. I'm I'm really excited to see how they amp it up even more because it feels like it is just like. So high level already. Yeah.
3: Well,
1: I mean, really, the way the way things are so high level, the only way they can really increase the tension is by making her ratchet it back down. Mm. um, So that everyone's hot around her and stuff could go off like a powder keg. Mm. Mm.
0: Did you guys have any speculation pieces or last thoughts you wanted to throw out there?
1: <laughs> uh... I have two things. So, in the um, in the Polygon article for this episode, they uh, when they talk about when Angela is investigating uh, Judd's house after she faints, she pulls out those uh, night vision yeah. goggles. The Polygon article specifically says that they're night owl goggles. Well, Ooh.
2: they had night owl ship. Yeah. In the last episode. Yeah, oh, I suppose. Like, that's gonna be... I bet that's gonna be just, you know... Um, what's the word? Why can I not speak English? The re retaken like, seized by the authorities.
1: Repatriate.
2: No. That's when you send a dead body back, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it is. Actually... <laughs> there could be something there. Like, though. No, you know what I mean? When, when like, the, the estate... Of somebody is seized by the government. Um, yeah. Sort of, like, confiscated.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah.
2: But but I think that's probably just been, like, a seizure of all superhero goods by the police force.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. I see what you're saying. And so do you think that... So you think she's going to want to get that back?
2: I don't know. I don't think so.
1: I I I wonder if it... What her relationship is to night owl
2: mm-hmm. and well I the mean, fact that her name she's changed her name to blake after she found out the comedian was her father and didn't presumably yeah. didn't marry
1: but her if i recall correctly her name was Jupis jupashek something like yeah. that yeah uh and i if i were if i remember right that's polish yeah, yeah. in the book yep and that makes me wonder if she might if her family might be Jewish on some level, mm. so she may have changed her name one to avoid uh the speculation about the superhero stuff post uh squid, but also uh since you know she is coming into this hotbed of racism also potentially to avoid.
0: Severe anti-Semitism. Well, mm. In the in the Wikipedia, uh, we learned that she actually changed her name to the comedian, her her, her superhero mm. name. That's right. That's and right. And so the Blake last name follows suit with that because she's adopting sort of her father's identity in a way. Um, and It mm. also says that her and Night Owl kept doing their thing and they got arrested in ninety five and that she ended up joining the FBI after that
2: what year did you say um Judd's father died?
0: 94 oh, okay hmm. Okay. Um, interesting uh, <laughs>
1: the other thing is the very end of the episode and I've talked about it a couple of times at this point but um a ship shows up in the night
2: and <laughs> literally, magnets away the car carrying Will.
1: Picks it up. It's it's Angela's car. It picks it up, and he waves at her, and they disappear. He seems so unbothered by that.
2: Yes, yeah, he did he very seemed, much. So. He seemed
1: pretty pumped about it. Actually, <laughs> I I wonder if that's also a night owl ship. Yeah, hmm. could be, and. The reason I I sort of wonder that is, it it was a a magnet for sure, mm-hmm. but uh, when it came down, all we saw was was the actual magnet, and to me, it looked like a a platform. And I, again, as I recall from Watchmen, the landing, uh, sort of exit thing from uh, the Night Owl ship, you see it when uh, like in the fire, yeah, when mm-hmm. he and Lawyer. Post, uh, coital superheroics, and they rescue all those people, and they they bring down a, a platform for them to get on mm. and and go back up and down. That was what I thought of mm. when
0: I saw that. Interesting. I I didn't I didn't get that, but now that you say it, I certainly it, like I could see that too. So I think we'll have to wait till next episode to find out a little more about that. But uh, that's a good point. Something I'll be looking for. Uh, Jess, did you have any speculation or final thoughts? I'm
2: just along for the ride. (laughs) They are just throwing everything at me. I I feel like quite a few things that we've said, I I didn't get immediately. Mm. But I was like, oh, I felt that something was going to happen. And it's not entirely unpredictable. Right. So that when it happens, I'm Mm. like, ah, yeah, of course. Okay. But yeah, I'm not sure if I have so many ideas on what might happen.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the pleasures I think of this show is that it doesn't feel like you waste an hour of your time watching Mm -hmm. something and nothing happens. Uh, They actually packed so much. Yeah, yeah, they packed a lot into this episode, and uh, I'm really appreciative of that. So um, I think we can leave it here. I'm I'm really excited for the next one. Hopefully, you guys will continue with us as we continue the journey of uh, watching The Watchmen. We'll be back with episode number three here uh, next week. Not sure about the time slot exactly, if we'll be releasing the same day or what, but uh, we'll get it all figured out. By the end of the season, we'll have a great system, trust me.
2: How many episodes?
1: Nine?
0: Nine, yeah. You better hurry up.
1: By the the end of the show, we might be able to compare it to Doomsday Clock. (laughs) Here when that that comes out in five years. (laughs)
0: i think they're gonna finish right around the same time yeah uh thank you so much for joining us jess uh really appreciate thank you, you for having me. absolutely uh thank you for adding your insight it's always valuable and if you want to hear more from jess you can hear her alongside kale on gone global which drops when
1: uh wednesday mornings
0: there you go and uh what do you guys do on that show real quick
1: so uh gone global is a podcast about being married to someone from a different culture we uh, talk about all the weird stuff that neither of us knows. Uh, like this week, we did uh, uh, Halloween TV episodes where I talked about uh, Beetlejuice, the animated series. And she talked about a British uh, sitcom called One Foot in the Grave. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to watch that. Uh, it's it's funny.
0: The I,
2: episode we watched was called uh, The Wisdom of the Witch.
0: Yeah. Mm okay all right so uh that's gonna do it for us here thank you for joining us and uh until next time take care guys
2: Bye. gonna wave my
1: big blue dick around and oh, helicopter out on. of I'm here gonna take
2: someone's eye out with the